Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Break the truth! Don't set you free! You can't handle the truth. We came, we saw, we kicked it out. That's not how the force works. I'm gonna make him an offer, Captain. I'd buy that for a dollar. Hasta la vista, baby. This woman has to be gotten to a hospital. A hospital? What is it? It's a big building with patients. That's not important right now. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? I can do this all day. Yeah, I know. I know. Hello and welcome to the Creative Control Movie Podcast brought to you by Zito's Gang. Uh, this is where we reshape cinema for the better. I'm your host, Kenan Ackler, and thank you for joining us for episode nine. Uh, joining me today is uh, fellow Zito Gang star, Neil. And I'm also pleased to welcome back Alex to the podcast. Welcome, gentlemen. Well, thank you, thank you. Um, so today's episode is all about having creative control over He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Um, this has been in development hell for a number of years now, um, with many different directors attached to it at different points, um, rewriting of scripts. Uh, the latest news we had was the character of He-Man had been cast in Noah Centino, I think it's pronounced. Um, he was in 2019's Charlie's Angels, um, to all the boys and its sequel. Um, he was also just announced at DC Fandom that he'll play Atom Smasher in Dwayne Johnson's Black Adam. So he did post some, uh, some pictures of himself on Instagram bulking up. Um, it's due for release in March 21, but there's no way that's going to be happening now because they haven't started filming. So but there's been no updates from the studio in regards to the film and when it's going to be released or when it's going to start filming. So it's being directed by um, Adam Aaron Nee, indie filmmakers, um, most known for their 2015 film Band of Robbers. So what we're going to talk about today is a little bit about the tone of the movie, um, how we would... Um, how we would go forth with it, whether we can have like an epic adventure, something a little bit more kid friendly. And then we're going to go down some casting suggestions of all kind of the main characters. Um, so what we'll do, gents, we'll start with the kind of theme of the show. Um, any, either of you want to go first? Um, well, for me, um, I wanted to go, obviously, I know it's uh, the originally was all about obviously the kids and the toys and that kind of stuff, but um, I can still be rated PG-13, but I want to go a little bit more adult um, mm. and go a bit more sort of Lord of the Rings slash sort of women's Game of Thrones kind of style. Mm. So a little bit sort of medieval-esque, but obviously I know the cartoon, they had a lot of sort of like technology and that kind of stuff. So you can still kind of throw in a bit of um, sort of technology side. Um, I was kind of thinking along the lines of like Eternity being like different kingdoms, a bit like Game of Thrones. So maybe the different kingdoms have like different levels of technology as well so that way you can sort of differentiate between sort of the good guys and the bad guys that kind of thing maybe their, their technology is, is different in the way that they look and, and use it and that kind of thing mm -hmm. um yeah just make it a little bit more sort of adult orientated in terms of just seriousness really so it's not um you know it's not cartoony and, and sort of tongue-in-cheek but just takes it as a, a much more serious uh sort of concept mm -hmm. um hence the reason for me i would probably get rid of the Prince Adam sort of changing into He-Man kind of concept. And for me, right. it would just be, well, he'll go on sort of, you know, a hero's journey and come out of the other side of it as He-Man as opposed to Prince Adam. So you haven't got this kind of... Okay, yeah. As much as, much as you know, I have the power as a great, you know, a great visual. And you can still kind of have that, but rather than, okay, well, he changes sort of, you know, and having maybe two actors and, you know, one changing into the other, that kind of thing, just keep it sort of pretty straight. You know, similar, similar to Dolph Lundgren sort of aspect in that sense in that, you know. Yeah, he was just like, he made the whole way through, wasn't he? Yeah, it's just, yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah, you know, 
if we're going to go on to sort of story ideas a little bit later on, you know, yeah, the idea of starts off as sort of Prince Adam and sort of evolves into the uh, the hero of He-Man uh, towards mm-hmm. the end. But yeah, that's kind of my mm. initial sort of thoughts on style and tone, if you will. Cool. Um, yeah, I'm kind of on the same kind of track as you. Um, I think for, I mean, two minds, if it was purely for me, I'd probably make it, yeah, a little bit more Game of Thrones, but with the technology, because we know they have spaceships and guns and lasers and all kinds of weapons and stuff. But you also have the sorcery part of it. So you've got it's like magic and technology. Um, but then the other part of me is like, well, if I'm going to be an executive, well, you know, CEO, it's my company. I'm thinking that I probably balance it along that, those Marvel lines of where it can be a little bit mature, um, but it will still have that little bit of comedic element to it, um, a little bit of fun into it, because I want to sell them toys. I want to make some bank. <laughs> um, so, uh, and I think he managed the perfect marketing tool for that kind of stuff. You know, when it, when it launched in the eighties, it was just a phenomenon, you know, phenomenon. And um, I've still got all the toys up in my loft somewhere in black bags. And I'm like, I'm hanging on to those, um, for my kids. Um, but yeah, I think that I, I, I like the concept of the, uh, not changing like the the hidden persona kind of um you know prince adam he-man thing i would i would if i was going to go down that route i think what i would probably do is yeah have that kind of hero's journey him trying to him coming across castle gray skull and you know meeting the sorceress and stuff but maybe having that change where he takes on the power and the responsibility so you still get that iconic moment of um you know i have the power kind of thing but then once he has that, he kind of possesses it. And maybe it's a little bit more, he gets his strength from the sword. So if you think a little bit like lion yeah. Thundercats kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know, it's Thunder, Thunder, Thundercats. So the sword becomes a little bit more powerful and he uses that. Maybe instead of him transforming all the time, maybe it's a little bit like, if you think maybe a little bit like Shazam in a sense, you know, you mm. could, if you're going to do it changing, yeah. <clears throat> I probably would have the same actor as Adam or not, but he could change back and forth. But I think you'd be more related to the sword. Um, you know, well, she kind of is yeah, in the cartoon. Like he's got the power when he wields the sword, kind of thing. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, it kind of does in the cartoon. He has to wield the sword to and say those words, kind of thing. So, yeah, I mean, two minds are those about that. So, I like I like your idea, but then um, I want that I have the power like consistently. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's like okay, well, yeah, he goes on a journey, bit of training, whatever, blah blah blah. You know, um, get gets the sword, and when you know, finally, like. You know, almost like a sword in the stone moment sort of thing. You know, lived, yeah, lived the first yeah. time. I have the power. Okay, we now refer to him kind of as as He Man for the rest of the story, as opposed to yeah, himself. yeah. Um, cool. All right, Neil, what's your take? Have your, have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. <laughs> Me, I was totally the other way. I was like, I'm a hundred percent with the change in my two actors. I'm like, <laughs> you want that like, Clark Kent Superman thing going? Yeah, I want my like. I I literally like you. You mentioned Shazam. That was literally my my mindset was mm. this is. Shazam meets, I guess you could say, meets Game of Thrones mm-hmm. in a, in in as much as like okay, you know, we've got this will be like we've got creatures and dragons and things of that nature, but it's basically you know Shazam in the Dark Ages mm-hmm. because um, and when we get into casting, it'll it'll kind of like mm-hmm. flesh out why I, I feel that way. But I'm just like, it's because. Um, for me, I think I always kind of look at something like, say, Spider-Man, right? Mm-hmm. Where, and I, especially with things like Far From Home and uh, Homecoming, mm-hmm. is the duality of, of the hero and 
the protagonist being separate, looking separate, feeling separate. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of like, um, because I just, I like the idea of like, you know, He-Man coming onto the scene and basically King Randall being like, like Adam, you know, I want you to become that. Yeah. I want you to grow up into that because, um, it's more like, because when, you know, like from, from the beginning, when you put in the list of all the different, um, episodes, you put in He-Man and I was like, oh, He-Man, wow. I, I started going through, um, the original, the original mm-hmm. E-Man Masters Universe cartoon. And then I went to, the, I think it was like 2001 version. Yeah, yeah, the right? updated one, yeah. Yeah, the updated one. And that one, it was like, it wasn't like, you know, in the original, you can clearly You're not talking see- He-Man in space, are we? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> this is like, it looks like He-Man, it acts like He-Man, mm-hmm. it's He-Man. He, um, when you watch that film, he kind of, he, he, there is a, a big divide between Prince Adam and He-Man. Mm-hmm. And it's the fact that, you know, Prince Adam is kind of unsure of himself and he's, it's clear he's got boots to fill. Yeah. And He-Man is just like there. Mm-hmm. But there was an, a very interesting thing that happened in one of those episodes where you see that He-Man, uh, that the He-Man that Prince Adam becomes looks identical to almost like the original He-Man from way, way, way back. Like before King Randor and everything, like their original ancestor. Right. Almost identical to He-Man. And I think, oh, that I liked that because it meant that it was like the power that comes from the sword, so the power of Grayskull that. It's like we have a set hero, like a set type or archetype that you turn into. Right, okay. You turn into the the, the you, what you turn into is what he looked like yeah so there's almost like there's a reason behind it more mm-hmm. and i feel like you know if the, if i'm in control this is he man this is something that's gonna we're gonna have you know three and four and five sequels this is something that i'm like we're gonna explore all of these things yeah so yeah i'm like no nah, I, I need my divide <laughs> yeah i suppose it gives you a chance yeah <laughs> I think it gives you a chance to explore the mythos behind it, you know, so yeah. you wouldn't want to delve into it too much in the first movie, but in sequels, mm-hmm. he can go back and like complete his journey, complete some learnings and stuff like that. Yeah. So, you know, a little bit like Luke in Star Wars, you know, he has to, he has to become what he needs to be to get through that first part, but then mm-hmm. go back and really study it and just, you know, really, you know, get to grips with what he's taken on. Um, and I suppose the conflict of having that dual identity always plays well on film, um, mm. you know, having to protect those around you, having that secret identity. Um, and it's, yeah, it's going to get me two figures. So Prince Adam and He-Man. So yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, everyone's going to have to buy both, right? So, um, so yeah, no, so I think you may have, sw- I think you may have swayed me there, but I think <laughs> if I was going for the mature version, yeah then I would have gone with Alex's, I think. So I think if it was like that real like Game of Thrones, if it was like bloody R-rated, you know, a little, you know, um, then I think I would have gone with him just going on that journey and becoming, um, mm-hmm. and then taking over, maybe taking over as king and sort of like leading as He-Man and just kind of have that um, that kind of power sh- um, struggle between him and Skeletor. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so let's have some thoughts on casting because I think that'll play out maybe a little bit into the stories as well. So <laughs> I'm not completely sold on who they've casted at the moment. Uh, I'm not sold at all. Let, let me oh, I'm sorry, um, I'm sorry. Gentlemen, it's very left field. Um, I don't think if you if you were to put betting out on there, no one would have picked him. You know, it's just like he's come out of nowhere. But it, to be fair, you know, he's got another superhero movie coming, and obviously, The Rock, um, the Dwayne Johnson, sees something in him for Black Adam. Um, he's going to that universe. So, but as as a main lead, I have my doubts. So yeah. let's first start with the the main character. So let's start with He-Man. Who mm-hmm. have you guys got as thoughts for He-Man? I I only had, a, a, for a very, very long time, I only had one person cast. Mm-hmm. And then literally yesterday, I was like, mm, well, maybe like this person could work as well because of the duality. Okay. Um, my number one pick is Chris Hemsworth. Right. And my number two pick is John Cena. Interesting. Okay. Um, I purposely avoided the Chris Hemsworth thing just because I think the look would be just too similar to Thor, personally. Um, so I was initially thinking um, you've got Alexander Skarsgård when he was he did Tarzan. He had like the long, yeah. the long hair yeah. and sort of yeah. got, got the look. Um, but I think my number one pick would be only because only sort of popped into my head because it was announced a few days ago. He's just been cast as Jack Reacher. And that's that um, Alan Richen, uh, Richardson, oh, I think yeah. is his name. He's also Hawk in Titans, if anyone's seen that's Titans. Right. Oh, yeah. He's he's so when I, he's definitely got like the bulk and, and sort of yeah. like the, the physique for right. it. Um, you know, grow his hair out a bit for that He-Man Pro. <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah. I, think, I think he could, you know, especially again, I think less unknown. So therefore you've got kind of less baggage as well. Um, you know, sometimes that's the thing with, you know, your main, your main character in particular, you know, you, you bring that as much as I love Ben Affleck as Batman, you do have, you know, when he was first announced, obviously you're like, oh, what, Ben Affleck? So you've got that kind of, that sort of baggage where obviously, I don't know, I mean, I'm sure he's done a few movies and stuff, but I, I know him primarily from a couple of TV things that he's done. And um, so I just think a little bit, again, a little bit out of left field, but I think he's got personally more of a look than yeah. obviously the guy you mentioned, Ken, that's already, that's already been cast. Um, yeah. He doesn't need to bulk up. He's already, <laughs> he's yeah, already, yeah. already pretty happy in terms of muscles. No, that's a good shout. Um, so I had I had two people in mind. Yeah, I thought about Chris Hemsworth. Um, I think if uh, yeah, my only counter was was Thor. Whether it be something too similar um, and was it a bit too on the nose? So I kind of had two. One because of um, from what I've seen of him in The Witcher was Henry Cavill. Um, yeah. He's, oh, yeah, yeah. he's got the build. Um, uh, and he's got that presence. He's he's already had that dual personality, and I think mm-hmm. he could pull off the Prince Adam and the He-Man vibe. Um, the other one was um, Anthony Starr from The Boys. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, Homelander. Homelander. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and he he also did a show called Banshee. Banshee. Yeah, Banshee. Yeah. And you know yeah, he's phenomenal in that. And I think that you know if I think he could kind of pull that off. If you don't, if you take away the the blonde hair that he has in, because I probably wouldn't do He Man as blonde, maybe depending on the character, it, mm. it might be brown, might be blonde, but that's a very bleach blonde he's got for Homelander. Yeah. But it's, um, yeah, I, I think I think he can put it off. He's got the intensity, and I think he can show some vulnerability and stuff like that. So um, that's interesting. We've all gone for somebody different though, and I think I think He Man's a really difficult one to cast because you do want the look. 
um but you don't but you do want somebody who can act um uh i kind of see where you're going with john cena a little bit mm. um i'm just wondering whether i'm wondering whether i could take him serious as he-man because i kind I of always that's... see him as john cena in yeah. whatever he does is john cena in that movie yeah and i think that would be my struggle with him but I from from a kid's why... selling point of view yeah that, that would work yeah i think one of the reasons why i like it was always Chris Hemsworth was the number one pick. The reason John Cena kind of came into my mind, one because as I said, like a lot of the time I was looking at it from the point of view of like, well, this is going to be in a kind of similar vein to Shazam, mm-hmm. so it's going to be like okay, yes, it's for all audiences, but primarily, you know, like the the highest rating this film will get will be like a twelve A, mm-hmm. right? So it's for that kind of audience that kind of group of individuals you know i want people to take their younger kids to see this i want us to be like you know people of our age or older mm-hmm. taking you know their young children or their younger siblings to be like yeah this is what i watched when i was a kid you know that kind of that kind of feeling and i feel like there, there needs to be a kind of moments where um even in He-Man form, where the fact that Prince Adam is still mentally Prince Adam, that mm-hmm. comes into play. And I feel like, well, that's going to be a moment of kind of a bit comedic. And I'm, I'm going to need a John Cena for that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, right. Well, let's, let's stick to the heroes. Um, mm-hmm. So what about Man at Arms? <laughs> you guys, have... Did you guys have some ideas? Yeah. I convicted whether to go older or somebody who no, is, no. or thank or, you, yeah, or or somebody not too dissimilar in age from mm-hmm. what um, He Man might be. So I am. Um, I wanted Man at Arms to be a little bit more hands on, especially in battle. Mm-hmm. And I feel if you cast too old, that'll kind of maybe a little look out of place. So the two that I went for Man at Arms, I've got Christian Bale, right, um, or Carl Urban. Wow. Those are the two I had at Man at Arms because I actually want yeah, Man at Arms to be a little bit more same level. Mm-hmm. So when King is looking at his son, it's like, like you said, that little comparison thing. This guy yeah. is my army. You should be stepping up and being like him rather than being too similar in age to the King kind of thing. So it's a mm-hmm. real up and coming. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got something about them and they, you know, they've just developed themselves and just, you know, even force themselves on. Um, the kingdom and the, the soldiers is somebody that they demand respect from kind of thing. Yeah. What about you guys? I went for the traditional older. Yeah. Um, just like a more, se- a more seasoned vet, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, I've got two picks. Um, one, just sort of, just to throw in that sort of 80s kind of throwback feel as well, is uh, Lou Diamond Phillips. I've just, I don't know if you, I've been watching him on... Um, prodigal son at the moment he's got sort of salt and pepper beard and all that kind of stuff so he just looks like a little bit older sort of grizzled um yeah. look to him um although i think my number one pick would probably be um isaiah morales um he was the most recent thing i've seen him in again is titans he was deathstroke in the second oh, yes and i just think although he is that little bit older i mean he's pretty badass in that he was also in um ozark recently as well playing one of the um like cartel heads mm. um yeah so yeah, I just think he's got that. He's still got that sort of like the look and and the moves, and but got that sort of older, mature sort of um, veteran of war kind of uh, 
Mm. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, some good picks there. Yeah. Mm. I, in a true nil fashion, I had five. <laughs> 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 but I, it was like I had three older and two somewhat younger. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, the, so, like, my three older, I had Liam Cunningham. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I had Liam Cunningham, Game of Thrones for... Yeah, for those yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I also had Rory McCann from Game of Thrones, The Hound. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, yeah. Not a bad shot. We haven't seen really much else, have we? Mm. And um, I also had... um, What's his name? From uh, Avatar. Stephen... Oh, I know who you mean. Uh, Yeah. General. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly who you mean, but I can't think of his name now. Yeah, I can't remember his last name, unfortunately. Oh, actually, he was going to be one of my picks, actually, initially as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's in a TV show called Into the Badlands. And I'm like, yeah, he, he is just, he's a guy. He's a guy, like, you know, yeah, I see him and I'm like, yeah, I'd do what you tell me <laughs> in a war, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but for younger, I... Stephen Lang. Yes, thank you, Stephen Lang. Yeah. Right? But for younger, I can't, because I was, everything kind of ties into the fact of like, I also remember that Man at Arms is Teela's father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So his age, the way he is with her, kind of ref- will need to be reflected in his age. It's a good point. So if, I make honest, him, yeah. if I make him too old, then I'm like, mm, you're out of touch with her. Mm. But if I make him somewhat a little younger, then I'm like, oh, okay, like you guys could have a, a, a re- genuine relationship. You know, it, mm-hmm. it would impact the relationship. So my two ideas for younger, and you're going to find out that a lot of my cast are like interchangeable with other characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but my my number two, my my two younger ones were um, Kevin Durand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. Who's like, I mean. Everything I see him in, he's brilliant. I'll say he's in, yeah, he's in everything. <laughs> yeah, everything like he's in, he's in the Robert Russell Crowe Robin Hoods. He's in, um, he's in a lot. <laughs> like he's he's um, the Blob in yeah. Wolverine Origins. Yeah, I was saying he's been X Men. He was in uh, Legion. Um, yeah, yeah. So him, but my like my my gold tick person was Dave Batista. Okay, yeah, I've got him as another character, but yeah, okay. Oh, no, trust me, like he's interchangeable. <laughs> he <was Yeah>. like, <laughs> he's in more than one lineup, <laughs> he's in more than one lineup, but yeah, he was my, um, my like, oh, yeah, man at arms, yeah, he's the guy. So, nobody went for Liam Neeson, I got him in a different role, yeah. <laughs> 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 I try to be honest, I try to go where possible. I try to go a little bit sort of unknown with mm-hmm. sort of the what I consider the more sort of higher profile characters and then yeah. a little bit more mainstream actors for some of like the you know, what would end up being like the smaller parts. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know I don't know why, it's just kinda of like the way it sort of sort of rolled out for me. Mm. So you've got okay. a couple of big names to get some attention to it, but the, the sort of the core the core group would be a little bit um less less known. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, some good choices there. Yeah, I think I might have gone too young when I think about who I want as Teela. So, um, I, have to, I, have to, I quite like Stephen Lang, mm-hmm. I have to say. 
that 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 could be one. Um, okay, so talking about Tila, we mentioned her a couple of times. Who do you have down for Tila? I um, had three picks. Mm -hmm. um, I had um, Brianna Hildebrand. Okay, yeah, yeah. Who is she's like teenage uh, Negasonic Negasonic warhead. warhead. Oh right, yeah. 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 So uh, um, because I'm just like you, you know she she's young. She she ties in. To, I basically had to pick her based on. I picked Tila based on who I would pick as Prince Adam. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah. So it was like, cause it's, you know, there has to be that kind of connection between them. So it was her, uh, Natalie Dormer. What's yeah. she been in? Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones. Right. Yeah. Mar Mar is it Marjorie Ty Tyrell? Yeah, or Marjorie Tyrell. Or Jessica Henwick. She's in Iron Fist. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, she was also in Game of Thrones as one of the Sand Sisters. Sand Sisters, yeah. Yeah. So those those were my three. Okay, cool. Alex, what about yourself? Uh, well, obviously, with my casting of Man at Arms um, with primarily Latina actors, I had to, because of the relationship, uh, look down that route. So my top pick was... Um, I believe it's pronounced Isa Gonzalez, who the thing I most know her from was, did any of you see Dust Till Dawn, the TV yeah, show? Yeah, the TV show. Oh, right, she yeah. She was Santanico in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, my other potential pick, um, I had to look her up because I didn't, I've only seen her in a couple of things, but the most recent thing was, again, on Netflix, that Six Underground with Ryan Reynolds. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, I think she played five, and I think her name is um, Adria Arjano, I believe mm -hmm. is her, uh, her name. Um, but again, being in Six Underground, very action oriented, that kind of thing. So yeah. when I'm thinking more Game of Thrones battles and that kind of stuff, um, mm -hmm. she would definitely be able to hand herself with a sword and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> in my, in my <laughs> mind from the film. So That's those cool. were my two. Mm -hmm. um, I just thought somebody else from Man at Arms for me. Um, Nikolai Costa Waldu. Oh, um, from Game of Thrones. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, because I think I, you can make him look older than what he is as well. Yeah. You can hold, um, hold him up. Because who I have for Tila is Gina Carano from oh. Mandalorian. Yeah. I wanted someone who wasn't wasn't a typical person you might think of as in Tila, where it's just about what they look like. Um, yeah. You know, kind of like slim and, you know, attractive. The way that Gina Carano has kind of done taking that Mandalorian She's yeah. so, you know, she's a warrior, she's bolt up. Even when she did like the Fast and Furious stuff and stuff like that, you know, she yeah. contained a little bit, she's Deadpool and stuff like that. She's not over, overly sexualized, but there's something about her yeah. um, that, you know, that, that she portrays this different kind of sexiness and attractiveness, which you is kind of probably associated with his role a little bit. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's who I went. I only had the one for her, to be honest. So, um, um, right, let's uh, run through some of the other heroes that we have here. So, oh, I've got loads. So, um, what about the sorceress? Oh, <laughs> I had where is she? I had three names for that. My absolute number one draft pick would be Sarah Paulson. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. American Horror Story and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Her, because I just think she's a she's a brilliant actress, and when I think of like the look of the sorceress. Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like 
she fits that role. Mm-hmm. Like she looks uh, like in the in the like in the most non like oh you look weird kind of way. She <laughs> otherworldly if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Like yeah. I can I imagine like down the line somewhere she'd play like you know an uh, the, the the an angel type figure or mm-hmm. a you know uh, I've got, this, yeah I've got, I've got someone for a very similar basic reason in that yeah, yeah. um so it was her um I think uh, Emily Blunt would kind of do it I feel like mm-hmm. okay she's a pretty good choice and Amelia Clark because okay. she needs she needs something <laughs> <laughs> she needs something since Game of Thrones <laughs> okay um, I've kind of got Amelia Clark as potentially as somebody else. So, okay. Um, Alex, who do you have? Um, so for probably number one pick, I'd say is Numi Rapace or a pass. Oh, yeah. From, Prometheus. Uh, Prometheus, that was one of these. Yeah. Mm. Um, again, going along the lines of what Neil was saying about the sort of otherworldly look, she was also yeah. in that Will Smith, uh, Bright, the Netflix movie. Yeah. yeah. He was like the lead bad... Was it elf. Elf or whatever she was yeah. supposed to be. Um, so again, just for that sort of like otherworldly kind of look. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just a sort of left field sort of Game of Thrones kind of throwback. I thought Lena Headey just to flip it so that she's mm-hmm. like the epitome of good. I got her in another role. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> well, I think I think she's actually doing the voice of Evil Lynn in the Kevin Smith. Yeah, Kevin Smith's uh, animated. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, I didn't. I think I thought of that after I thought of her. So I thought, oh, shit, that's why I, I thought. Okay, I'll throw Nemi. Which actually works even better because you know it was like, oh, hey, look, here she is as a bad yeah. person, and here she yeah. is the epitome of as a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I went for Nicole Kidman. Um, just mm. kind of that you know, pale, angelic kind of face looks, kind of softly spoken yeah. kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that I, I just went for her, to be honest. So, mm. um, uh, you know, because, you know, when I'm doing my trailer, I need all these Oscar winners in my trailer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, it's like, it, that's all it is. You look at the you trailer and it's just like, you know, every character has like one or two lines and it's just like, Boom! Yeah, well, that's it because this character, the ones that are kind of you know, your it's is starring and so she'd be be like starring and Nicole Kidman because she's going to be in a very small period. She's the one that parts the wisdom, and normally those big players are the ones who get to do that. So at the end of the opening credits, it's yeah, and Nicole Kidman as the sorceress. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. uh, When we when we get to to another character, you're going to see where I got. And. <laughs> and okay. Um, so um, for Orko, I've got uh, Taika Waititi because um, he's just going to be a CG character, and yeah. I just thought he he could just make it that hilarious. Um, so yeah, so he's he's my pick for Orko. I had him as uh, well, not uh, Taika Waititi. Sorry, I had Orko down as Peter Dentledge. Who's that? Uh, Tyrion. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If I remember correctly, I've never played this game, but I remember the trailer for the game Destiny. Mm -hmm. And I remember that he was the voice of like the little side robot that's with the character. And I I kind of looked at it as like a a bit more of a a bit more of a comedic version of Jarvis for Mm -hmm. Iron Man. Mm -hmm. But also, because I know he's got comedy chops from things like In Bruges, 
Yeah. Yeah. Where I think like, you know, I, I want the character to be funny. So I think Taika Waititi is actually a, a way better shout. But I was like, yeah, yeah, Denklidge, he could do it. Yeah, like, he, no, he could do it. Funny, yeah. I'm like, hmm. Uh, for me, um, with my serious version, I probably wouldn't have Walker in it, but I did think of someone for mm -hmm. it. Again, it would be CGI. Um, and I was going for the voice of um, Alan Tudyk. Oh, so I'm going with somebody well, else. Yeah, he's I love my voice work. So <laughs> he's just, I think he's just, I didn't realise he played both. I knew he did the Joker in the new Harley Quinn animated, but he also does Clayface as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, new so Harley Quinn in that show is um, fantastic. Obviously, mm. iRobot and... Uh, Rogue One, um, stuff, and so. he, he was in Rogue One. Um, yeah. yeah, so he's done, done a lot of voice and done a lot of voice work. So he's got um, you know the chop the chops for that. I think. Okay, um, so we'll move on to I. So for this one, I have actually Alan and Tudyk as uh, Manny faces. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so I thought he could have potentially a physical presence, but then obviously he can play three, four different characters, which yeah, that one may uh, yeah. do. So actually, yeah, so mm -hmm. I had him down for that. So Manny Faces, have you guys got anything down for him? He was not on my list, no, because I didn't <laughs> <was> like, oh. <laughs> All right, cool. I'll just a handful of people, otherwise... Um, <laughs> we've got um, Stras Strasos. Uh, yes. So I have down Michael B. Jordan. Okay. Which one is again? Um, he's like the Birdman. The Birdman. Oh, okay. So that's who I had down for that. So um, it'll be else, like yeah. Falcon vibes, you know? So um, yeah, but Strasos, yeah, Michael B. Jordan's my pick. Okay. Um, I think he can provide a little bit because obviously he's kind of a little bit like he man's right hand man in a sense you know he tends to be one who's with him for, uh, quite a bit um, and he could be a good sounding board I think there could be a good repertoire between him and um, uh, Henry Cavill and stuff like that so yeah so that was my pick did you, do you guys have anybody for uh, yeah I've got a couple um, again in the sort of storyline I was kind of thinking of mm -hmm. he's going to be sort of um, sort of an, old, an older character, so I've and sort of a mentor kind of figure, yeah. Um, yeah. so I've got and I sort of was thinking about people who look cool in goggles as well. <laughs> so I've got him, <laughs> he's got that sort of like rough, rough and ready sort of look to him. Mm. Um, but I also thought, um, uh, for some reason, I the story I was thinking of, um, was like Last Samurai vibes. So I thought mm. Ken Watanabe, he played like oh, the, the leader okay. of the Samurais and that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also was um, the fiction, you know, the, the sort of um, racial goal that wasn't really racial. Yeah. In, yeah. In, uh, yeah. Um, just for that sort of older, wiser, wizardy kind. Not not yeah, that he, yeah. not that that character is a wizard, but just for that sort of um, that vibe of being mm, the old um, man, sort of a, a mentor, yeah. and a, a sort of a lead, a leader. You know, in, in my mind, he's I think a little bit of research. He's like. There was like a whole race of the bird people. Um, yeah. So he's like the, lead, the leader of them. So again, mm -hmm. just someone that's got a little bit older. Cool. Yeah. It's a good shout. It's a really good shout. Lead, lead a group of people. So that was my, my two picks for him. Neil, did you cast this one at all? I didn't. I didn't. The, no. yeah, like I only, I literally only focused on like the absolute core. core yeah. Yeah. So, so my other kind of one um, who you selected for another one. So this was Ram Man, and I have that mm. as Dave Batista. So uh, Dave Batista is my Ram Man, um, big lu big lunky guy, and you know probably again provide a little bit of comedy when necessary. Um, I'll just um, do my other couple. So for King Randor, I had Dolph Lundgren. Had to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm actually, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Paz yeah, Torch. Yeah, Queen Molina, I had as Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, yeah, so Queen Molina had Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, mm. And I also did a casting of She-Ra because I thought I'd probably have to introduce her at some point. And mm-hmm. so either I had um, Emily Blunt for that. Right. Um, or Blake Lively. Mm. Um, okay. And I saw, kind of thought Blake Lively simply because of that new trailer that as she's out where she's, um, she's doing that action film. I'm trying to think what it's called now. Oh yeah, the trailer came out a little while back, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a like a revenge like a revenge type thing. It looks like a bit like yeah. Rhythm What's that? The rhythm section. That's the the rhythm section. Yeah. Uh-huh. So based on her, and I was like, oh, you know, she's got the physicality part of it as well. So so yeah. So I had uh, Blake Lively down as Shira. So, uh-huh. but did you guys have any other heroes? Anybody else you? Yeah. Uh, yeah the only one I threw in there because as I was just like looking through. Like pictures of characters. Yeah. Um, the character of like Fisto just like stood out. He just looked like, to me, just like a, a broguish Scotsman. So I thought uh, Gerard Butler with nice. a like metal fist. So sort of, like, nice. I can get drunk. <laughs> just yeah. seemed like if you wanted a bit of levity in there. But that was the only one. Um, this is you know, a tiny Yeah. <laughs> the key, yeah, King, King Randall, I had Dolph Lundgren the same. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you want to go like real serious, in which case I had Vigo Mortensen, but my number one pick would be nice. Dolph. Yeah, yeah Morrison would have been my other one, yeah. Sort of a, a King a King Conan thing that you know that Arnie hasn't had a chance to do yet, you let Dolph do it instead. Yeah. See, I actually had King Randall as um I had three picks, so as well as the other people came in. I had number one pick was actually Mark Hamill. Oh right, okay, interesting. Right. Because I just love I love the way he looks as old Luke. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna yeah, say yeah, that yeah. vibe. Yeah. And just like, you know, it's because the way I kind of envisioned it is like, I don't need King Randor looking like a, a total beast mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because Prince Adam doesn't look like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So I just need him to look like, like, you know, you look at him and you're like, yay. Like I can, I can envision that you took out a whole bunch of people back in the day. Yeah. Right. So I had him as number one pick. Liam Neeson was my number two pick. Mm-hmm. Can see that. And Carl Urban was my third pick for King Randall. Right. Okay. Right. Um, and for Prince Adam, I only had two picks. Uh, one was number one pick is Tom Holland. Right. Okay. Right. Because it's like I said, it, everything had to tie in. So it's like to believe to be like, oh yeah, invested in the change from like one from Prince Adam to He-Man, I needed someone who was clearly not mm-hmm. He-Man, yeah. but had the potential to grow up into yeah. He-Man. So okay. like, we, we never see, we hardly ever see like, obviously you look at the, the Spider-Man films mm-hmm. and, or, you, or rather you look at the character of Spider-Man in, in the MCU, He's supposed to be a teenager, so he's supposed to look kind of a bit skinny, scrawny-ish, but he's actually quite muscular. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I'm like, you have the potential to grow into John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So I had him, and I had uh, Finn Jones from Iron Fist. Oh yeah. Okay. Because again, I'm like, and I older. need. Uh, yeah, he looks. He's like an older one, so maybe he's like. You had potential, but you, you, you still have a little bit. Like maybe you have fifty percent less potential, but you could still, with some hard work, turn into that person. And yeah, good characters. That was it. All right, cool. Yeah, that was it. Um, right now, let's have some fun with the villains. 
Um, so there's only one, only one place to start. Um, skeletal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trap draw. Uh, so skeletal. Who do you have? Oof. I had. And do you, would you would you kind of do a CGI? Would you do prosthetics? How do you think you might try and represent skeletal? Um. I probably do prosthetics. But at the same time, like prosthetics finished off with CGI. Mm -hmm. And that's mainly because, you know, like of like my choices are very, like all four of them are very different from each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I was trying to find the, the balance of do I want a CGI character and finding mm -hmm. someone who's got the physicality because Skeletor is just as big as E-Man, you know. Yeah. Um, so just someone, that... you, if they're fighting... That there yeah. is a balance to it so yeah so i was kind of torn between the two as well but yeah go on neil so who do you have yeah uh charlotte copley okay right oh, because yeah. i'm like he's you know district nine because i'm i'm sure i'm probably one of the only guys who loves this film but elysium i love the film elysium, oh, elysium. Yeah, yeah yeah matt damon one yeah and my gosh, if he wasn't the best thing in there as the villain, Kruger, mm -hmm. like, there was bits like, I mean, I remember him throwing the, the exploding dart into a guy, and he's like, it's just a flesh wound! <laughs> you know? And it's like, when he, um, he slaps Alicia Braga, and he's like, you know, he's talking to her all calmly, and he asks her a question, and she's like, I don't know, and he slaps her, and he's like, do you remember now? Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Like, uh, like that craziness, I'm like, yeah, you yeah. could be my skeletal, right? Um, but for going like pound for pound, size for size, I had Henry Cavill. Nice, yeah. Henry Cavill would be, because I feel like looking at him in The Witcher, mm -hmm. and just, and the thing is, like from the, uh, the 2001 He-Man cartoon, mm -hmm. um, the first episode, you see what Skeletor looked like when he was yeah. King Randall's brother, when he was, you know, the, like, what he looked like as a man. And mm -hmm. I'm like, to go from looking like a man to having mm -hmm. a skull for a face, I'm like, if you were the quote-unquote good-looking man, it would it would drill in you even more. It would, it would make you more evil. Because yeah, yeah. You, you was like, I was that guy, you know? Yeah. And I kind of, I think Henry Cavill would be like the greatest shout because he, um, because of the fact that he would, um, for one, his physical presence, but also playing off my idea of having Mark Hamill as King Randor, mm -hmm. it would be that thing of, well, here's the guy who you should see as your king, who's of like, you know, the old king, strong, powerful, you know, you got the look, yeah. And Mark Hamill, who's definitively shorter than he is and mm -hmm. definitively less muscular, like this is who your king should be. This is who your king is, but it's just based on the physical persona because obviously, like mentally, internally, one is morally high, who was the shorter one, and the other was morally low, who was the taller one. Yeah. Okay. Right. So yeah, those two, and. Even though I feel that this person would probably be a way better Orko than Skeletor, for some reason that my completely left field choice was Ryan Reynolds. A Skeletor, 
Wow. Yeah, because I just remember in the original Skeletor, it was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not nice. <laughs> All of that, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Ryan could pull okay. that off. If I was doing this in the two, early 2000s, late 90s, you could have probably had Jim Carrey, but there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and Danny Houston, because you can't go wrong with the Danny Houston bad guy. Yeah. All right, cool. Alex, who do you have? Um, so my kind of left field pick, and this was just out of a conversation I was having with a couple of friends uh, last week when we were planning on doing this, uh, is Killian Murphy. Nice. Now, yeah. Again, I'd, I would go prosthetics rather than CG. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a few few of his films I've seen where he's got got that sort of like gaunt face kind of to start mm-hmm. with anyway. So you probably wouldn't have to build mm-hmm. build up the um, the uh, sort of prosthetics that that much. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, he doesn't have that same sort of physicality um, as my picks for He Man. Mm-hmm. So my more um, sort of number one choice. There's kind of two. Well, initially I was thinking I like the idea of John Lithgow as like the voice. Of yeah. I can oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's also got that sort of height to him as well. He's, I don't know, he's like, he's got to be at least he's like really six, tall. Yeah. Six mm. four or something like that. But obviously, due to his age, probably wouldn't be able to do the physical side of things. So mm-hmm. I was thinking, although I feel bad that Doug Jones always gets, like, his voice always gets dubbed over. Yeah. He, again, he's <laughs> used to, like, seriously heavy prosthetics um, mm-hmm. for a lot of the stuff that he does. Um, he is also, like, really tall. I mean, I don't know if any of you yeah. watched Star Discovery, but you can sort of yeah. see how sort of like tall and lanky he is in that. Um, so although he doesn't have sort of like the muscles to go sort of toe to toe with He Man, mm-hmm. my idea is you know obviously he's got the height, and then he'd have more of like the sorcery kind of side of it. Sorcery so he, powers he rather than physical match power, match yeah. Fighting mm-hmm. with swords and that kind of stuff. He'd sort of have more mm-hmm. like a power, a power behind him in that kind of sense. So mm-hmm. yeah, my idea would be Doug Jones' body, and then John Lithgow doing the voice. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, who turned down the role of the Joker in the 89 Batman, didn't he? So, uh, yeah, actually, yeah, you're right, you did, yeah, yeah. Um, right, so for my Skeletor, I've got Idris Elba. Um, pretty much from Heimdall, if you think of him in that gold suit that he wears in Thor, yeah, that helmet and those eyes and stuff like that, I'm like, yeah, I, I could see that's, you. Uh, that's that's very master, master of the universe, like the the old the old movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Changes at the end, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gold, that gold, that gold armor, yeah. So the, yeah, it kind of got me thinking, and that's kind of where I connected. Is I was like, oh, okay, so yes, I've got Idris Elba as my Skeletor because I think he's got the physical presence. Um, we know he just can be a bad man. Um, mm. So so yeah, so he's my pick. Um, right, moving on. Evil Lynn. <sighs> Um, I went quite simple on this um, because I think there is much more of a seduction to Evil Lynn than like say Tila and stuff like that so that's why I found it different Um, Charlize Theron she's my Evil Lynn I actually had her down as the queen oh interesting okay so yeah so she's my Evil Lynn uh, because I think you know we've seen signs of Oh, um, a little bit of that in like Fast and Furious, uh, where she's probably to play the bad guy. But I think if she, mm. you know, she probably really ham this up a little bit, but she can, she's as much as she can do blockbuster films, she can do the serious stuff. And so, depending on how you want it, she can deliver what you need. Yeah, she was also the the queen in Snow White and the Huntsman. Oh yeah, actually, I didn't yeah. think about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did this like twenty years ago. You probably would have picked. Um, um, so go. Oh, forgetting her name now. The one who played um, the Queen in um, Maleficent, Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie. This was like yeah. twenty years ago. You probably pick her yeah. for Evil Lynn, but 
So if you, I actually picked her as Evelyn in this. There you go. Well, she's in Eternals and stuff like that. She she definitely has that yeah. vibe about her, doesn't she? So she can do evil like very easily. I'm not I'm not like that ageist in Hollywood. Like, oh, you're an old woman now. So <laughs> like, you got to do is take off the Maleficent wings, and like she pretty much looks the part. That's <laughs> true. Like, That's like, very true, actually. So I'm like, she was number one pick. I also had Monica Baccarin. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Vanessa in Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Lena Headley. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. She she would have been my second choice. Like, personally, I'm like you know people. Oh, you know. Oh, they know her as Cersei. I'm like, look. She was. I saw her as Sarah Connor in the Terminator. Oh, TV yeah, yeah. And I saw her as Queen Ogorgo in 300. I'm like, she's done her hero work for me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she's a one. Exactly. Yeah. Because she's the bad guy in uh, Dread as well, isn't she? Uh, she's yeah. She's like proper, like dark in that. So. Yeah. And then if you see oh, her in like no, fighting no, with my like, family, like, completely different. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So Alex, who did you? Uh, have? For me, I had two. So I went sort of like one younger, one older. Mm-hmm. Um, again, just to sort of flip it. So if I had Lena Headey as say like the sorceress, mm-hmm. the flip side would be um, Natalie Emmanuel from Game of Thrones as Evelyn. Oh, so nice. switch so from the Sunday as you know, cause especially their final confrontation. Obviously, getting spoiler alert, beheaded <laughs> by the other one. Just to sort of flip that. So one is the epitome of good, and one sort of the epitome of evil. Okay. Um, and then, but probably if I was going to go older um, mm-hmm. again. Star Trek Discovery shout. Um, I quite like Michelle Yeoh. She plays, oh, cool um, especially shout, the yeah. sort of um, like the Mirror Universe version yeah. of her character. Yeah. Which is kind of like an empress and a leader. She's got a real sort of um, evil nature there, and yeah. so she's like a spy. So she's very sort of um, duplicitous and sort of plays both sides and all that kind of stuff. So I just think she could sort of do something quite uh, quite. Interesting I can see that. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Um, okay, what about Beastman? There's only one. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Uh, Ron Perlman. <sighs> he's used to the Hellboy makeup, which yeah. is also red. <laughs> I've got Ron Perlman and someone else. I had so, him as three uh, yeah, different that's... characters at one point, and I was like, but yeah, I can see Ron one. Yeah, to be fair, there are a few others that yeah. I could have I picked him for, but I just thought, no, nah, you know what? Well, yeah. that's it. Uh, Beastman, I went Jason Momoa. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Add a little bit more hair, and I think he can do it. Um, I can, like, I can see him snarling away and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, no. actually, no, I agree. I'm just looking at um in my head. I have a vision of him smiling, and I'm like, give him a couple of fangs. That's the dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Beastman? No. Oh, um, it's. Hard to go beyond, obviously, you know, Pullman or Momoa, mm-hmm. but I think for Beastman, um, it it's weird because a lot of these characters now, like everyone else, is so kind of mainly heavily makeuped. Yeah, it is. Right, I'm not. You know, actually, there's a lot of characters that would be like either sort of CG. Yeah, that's right. In, you know, in Master of the Universe, so yeah, it's one of those things you could just yeah. go like nobody's for pretty much everyone, yeah. and either just stick to that or do nobody's and like a voiceover with someone. Or... That's right, that's right, yeah. Um, so I actually had Ron Perlman down for Trapjaw, okay. So he was my choice for Trapjaw, okay. In that case, then my choice for Trapjaw was going back to yours was uh Michael B. Jordan, 
Oh, nice. I just think he did such a good job as Killmonger, although he was the bad guy, but you could see his point of view in, in Black Panther. Yeah. I just think if he just went like full oh, on like yeah. bad guy and like heart, you know, I mean, he's already done prosthetics with like the, the chest piece and that. Yeah. You go full on like mechanical arm and the jaw and everything. I just okay. think something that he's never done before and could be quite interesting. <laughs> um, well, who else do I got? I've got for, for Merman. For me, there was only one. That was Andy Serkis. Ah, I had the same. I don't even know why I thought of it, but it's just like, I don't know, just something about it just said, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, think he has, I think it's because of the, because uh, I, I thought about him for Beastman because of the Planet of the Apes stuff and, you know, he could yeah. probably do yeah. that mm-hmm. movement and stuff like that he's used to. But I, I saw Merman probably is a little bit more like Gollum, but just... Yeah, that was kind of, yeah, I was kind of... And because of that, you know, Merman's speech and stuff like that, I thought he could really deliver that more than anybody else. So, yeah, I was kind of the same from yours. Um, Neil, what other villains have you got? Um, it's weird because I can't like initially like look at it and be like, oh yeah, that person. And I'm like, no, well, like they all kind of just blend together, especially with their names. It is, it, is, it is very much a case of they all going to be CGI because I had David Harbour as Triclops. Mm. Um, so I had him I, down. You know, David Harbour, I, it's weird when it, I think I remember saying that every character, like people were interchangeable. Yes. They probably could be a great man of arms. Yeah, actually. Yeah, great man of arms. It yeah. might be something similar to what he's playing in Black Widow, isn't it? You know, you can kind of yeah. see that parental kind of you know, yeah. guy kind of thing. So. I mean, if you're doing this 20 years ago, John Goodman is my only man at arms. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I went, um, I also cast Hordak um, and I couldn't pretty much look any further than um, Giancarlo Esposito, um, who's just the bad man in everything. <laughs> just, just like, so I think with him and Idris Elba, um, mm. Scouser and Hordak, that could work. Actually, you know what? I'm, I, I want to, <laughs> interchangeables. So I think Shalto Coldplay can play um, Trapjaw. Who was that? Shalto Coldplay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He could be my Trapjaw. Did you guys have any other characters that I haven't mentioned? Uh, no, that was pretty much it, man. Uh, cool. Although the more I think about it now, I kind of feel as well like Javier Bardem could be Skeletor. <laughs> oh yeah, good work. Mm. Sinister, yeah, quite sinister if you go that old country. Uh, well, I suppose he's done it for that. He also did Bond, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he was also one of the Pirates of the Caribbeans. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah I didn't see that one. That was the last one, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm just like, I saw the trailer, so I was like, yeah, I, I see you can do, you can deal with CG and you can deal with prosthetics. Yeah. Um, well, we'll see what they deliver with this movie. I'm, I'm probably quite fearful for it when it does come out. I mean, the good thing is we have the new animated series coming yeah. uh, from, on Netflix from Kevin Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty much going to pick up where the original cartoon left off. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a continuation, which is great. So um, yeah. I'm definitely going to have to go back and rewatch those originals. Um, and it'll be interesting to see whether they try and do some flashbacks, but use the current animation or whether... Mm-hmm they're just going to explain where he is. You know, is he just He-Man and are they just moving on with their adventures that everybody's established, which seems to be the way they're going. So it's going to be interesting to see how they do it. Um, did you, you see the She-Ra series on Netflix? No. No, I haven't seen it either because I'm wondering whether they're going to try and tie that in 
or whether it's going to be completely separate. Because I think that Shira animated was its own thing, right? It didn't have any yeah, kind of it's own thing. thing. It went for it. Isn't isn't that a little bit aimed younger audience? Definitely younger in terms of its animation. Yeah, yeah, its animation style, its casting. I think is very much more yeah kid friendly. So where I think this one is going to be more. I mean, I think it's still going to be more Saturday cartoon, Saturday morning cartoon vibe because I think they do yeah. need to keep that. Um, so it'd be really interesting to see what they do with it. Um, it's going to be really I've interesting. got a strange feeling there are two. I don't know if they're both on Netflix, but I'm sure I remember seeing an interview with Kevin Smith and he was talking about the He-Man thing. And I think there is also another He-Man anime, which yes. is going to be very much like young, young audience. And so yeah. I, think he's, I think you're right. Probably I think like you say, still kid friendly enough. Yeah, but I think it's a bit more geared towards sort of like maybe our generation who remembers yeah. the original series. Mm-hmm. So I think there's, two, and I I'm not sure if they are both Netflix. I think yeah, I think you're right. And to be honest, that probably other one would be probably more in the similar vein of Shira. Shira, yeah, probably. Exactly. Yeah, so that, that one might actually and, be, and have it have it a little bit more related to that in terms of that age content and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, well, that's He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Um, we'll see if and when we get it. Like I say, nothing's, the cameras haven't started rolling yet. Who knows what's going to happen with this movie. They're not going to have the budget that we had, I think, in terms of actors. So, uh, <laughs> I went small. I went small. Yeah, uh, so we'll have to see what we can do. Um, so uh, that, that's, for, that's it for this episode. So, um, Alex and Neil, where can we find you on social media? Uh, shoot for moon pics on Instagram. That's about it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm on Instagram at Lex underscore Doman. It's only personal, nothing uh, professional. So cool. Um, and well, you, well, well, sorry, Kevin. Go on, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Can I just admit, like, happily admit that even though it's nothing to do with the TV show, like, I do genuinely, thoroughly enjoy the He-Man movie, like Masters of the Universe, the movie with Dolph Lundgren, like. I know it's it has, it has some good moments. Right? It does. I mean, I remember watching it as a kid and enjoying it. You know, yeah. so and I think that's kind of just stayed with me. And I know you look at it back at it now and think, "Wow, it's it's really not He-Man." But at the time when it came out, um, when did it come out? Nineteen eighty-nine was it? I was going to say. I was going to say. I think eighty-nine. Yeah, because yeah, I think it was like the same year as Batman or something, wasn't it? So yeah, because um, it came out and it was like two. It was like. 87. 87 it came out. Yeah, 87. So, you know, I would have only been like six at the time. So, for me, that was just kind of cool. You know, it was just like there's like, there's like the, the key thing, like playing the. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I remember like. Cool Skeletor as that kind of age. He looked creepy as hell. And that was, a, that was a great performance. He hammed it up and he said he actually really enjoyed playing it. The Skeletor yeah. was great, actually. Frank Angelo's Skeletor was good. Yeah. That exactly. moment, see, that's the thing. I forever remember that moment where. I can't remember. Somebody says something to him, and he's like, "I Skeletor." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they, yeah. I mean, they even did an after-credit scene on that movie back in eighty. Yeah, where he pops up at the great yeah. lake. And the interesting, yeah, the interesting thing was they actually run out of money at the end. Yeah. Um, and so that final fight between He-Man and Skeletor, that was literally just filmed in a day, and they just did it down this corridor and tried to make it look good with lighting and yeah. stuff like that. But they had a much bigger final fight figured um, out for them and stuff like that but yeah all their funding just kind of run out and they just had to wrap it up pretty quick to meet a release date so didn't they take they took funding away from another film i think they either took funding away from a film to use I think you might He-Man, be right there or they took funding away from he-man to put into another film yeah um i'm not I, i'm definitely i'm pretty sure you're right and i'm trying to think where I saw it. It might have even been on the 
Netflix show, The Toys That Made Us, because I think they touched on the movie. Yeah. And I think then they explained a little bit in there. Because there's an actual, like, uh, solely specific He-Man documentary on Netflix. Right. And I remember, I just remember, like, I've seen so many, like, different documentaries and things about it. And it's been brought up so many times where people are like, oh, yeah, there's there's something about that film where it it either had money taken away or it had money put in. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was was done by the same production company as Superman 4, Quest for Peace. I think it might have been that. So I'm wondering whether the money went to that or something like that. Yeah, it's either money went to that or I think it was they took money from Superman mm-hmm. and put it into He-Man. Yeah. But um, even, I don't yeah, think neither I, improve things. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm just I'm having a little look here, actually. So... Um, it was yeah it was the film was shut down early so it had like a five minute five million budget mm. um and yeah so the climatic showdown between he-man skeletor still needed to be shot without a suitable finale <laughs> but with no budget um so they they basically lobbied uh golan globus and canon films to scrape together funds just to recommence the shooting so it was very much just kind of pushed all the way through you know just had to get this done but it's yeah it was like none of the villains except for like evil lynn none of the villains were the same from the the, the show either you had the guy with the knives and the eye patch and i think beast man was the only one wasn't beast yeah, man? Beast yeah, was, i think there might have been a beast man yeah I think, I think beast man and evil lynn were like the only two obviously apart from skeletal that were yeah were not uh, yeah i feel show. like yeah. i feel like the guy with the eye patch was supposed to be trap jaw probably the version of him yeah yeah i, I remember the, the little the little character with the flute I, I thought that was urko the first time i watched it I, yeah it's yeah, exactly. It's like it was, yeah, it was like, their all kind of substitute, really, wasn't it? It's like they can't, yeah, they, was, they, couldn't, yeah. they couldn't, they couldn't do any like like a floating guy with that sort of budget and the special effects that were around in those days. So, yeah. yeah, that that was their kind of um, substitute, wasn't it? In that in that respect, was to create. Yeah, him. and I mean, Dolph Lundgren did all his own stunts, but they were very close to dubbing him as well. Yeah, um, because of, because of his accent, they were really unsure about you know how the re audience reacted to him because he's pretty much coming off Rocky Four. Right, so they saw him as this Russian guy, and they're like, "Can we have like this Russian guy who everyone looks at as like Russian, hating him as a Russian, like become like He Man now?" Um, but I think again, that would probably just cost more money and stuff. Mm. But um, <laughs> but yeah, that, there was going to be a sequel to that as well. But um, it was actually called uh, Master of the Universe Cyborg, um, and it became the film Cyborg. Exactly that. The Van Damme film. <laughs> exactly that. So. Um, it, it, hey, Hollywood strange. Um, cool. All right. Well, that's it for this show. Um, and you, you can follow me on Twitter at Ken and Talks Film. Um, please let us know your thoughts on this episode. Um, suggest some movies for us to discuss in the future. Um, and, you know, who would you have cast in this movie? Let us know your suggestions in the comments below. Um, you can catch all our episodes on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, trying to get it out onto Spotify. We're trying to get everywhere. We're going to be everywhere you look. Um, if you like what you do, we do, please um, like the video, subscribe, um, get the notifications um, for our we- uh, weekly, uh, bi-weekly episodes and uh, share our podcast across social media. Let everybody know about us. Um, if you don't like us, then share us as well and just say, look at these guys. Um, it's a hit. Um, thanks very much for joining me, guys. And until next time. See ya. Yeah.